are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy New Year. Ow, ow. Happy Nurk Year. Happy Nurk Year. Happy Nurk. It's the year of Nurk, people. It's the year of Nurk. I'm here. It is me, Eric Garcia Gunderson, with Corbin Smith whoa, whoa, whoa. with a new edition of Lockdown Blazers, and it is it's a whole new world. It's a whole new world. It's Nurk's world, baby. It's Nurk's world. I mean, just look, it, it has to be said that in 2019, Yusuf Nurkic is averaging. 24 points, 24 20, points, 23 rebounds, 23 boards, seven assists, five steals, and, and five assists. blocks. Yeah. Seven assists. Look, I don't like to compliment Dan Morang on here, but he's been uh, doing a lot of, uh, hey, they should run the offense to Nurk more kind of talk lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my, my old my old friend of me, Dan Morang. Right, right, right. Uh, and I got to say, I think he uh, might have a point there. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the passing has been, uh, it's been good. It, and it's, he's just, here's the thing about Nurk and CJ. CJ, <laughs> C, well, no, because if you're saying, if you're basically, if you're saying, like, there's a lot of chatter on Blazer's. Online trade CJ. No, no, and execute CJ. No, no, no. But also send CJ to prison. Also, that Nurkic is better than him, and like is actually. Can I be real with you? Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I mean, I, that's. This is why I, 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 I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet. This is what I think at the very least. He's more valuable than CJ. Okay. Okay. Because because CJ plays is a. Let's call it a B plus performer at a position where there are there's a glut of dudes who can do what he does. Are there? Yeah, you, I mean, you know, are there a ball a, handling? Okay, I, I don't know. Ball handling. I guess he does. shooting forty plus percent from three, like he's really shooting at, at a high volume. He he does every year. He was like last year, last couple of years, he was shooting like 43 percent. All right, okay, maybe I'm being a little. Hold unfair. on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, this year he's having a bad year. What was he at thirty three percent? Terrible. Which is trade him. I think the worst he's ever shot in a high volume. Do you think? Do you think the Blazers can get a nice couch for him? Oh God, <laughs> what? Okay, last year. Okay, for you last, like a nice couch. For the last four years, he's been shooting thirty nine and a half percent or better, and this is the first year in the last five that he is not shooting. All right, okay, thirty nine percent or better. You don't, but you don't think there's a lot of just sort of pick and roll guards, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, and he just makes so much of his production from mid range instead of right, no, from that, useful places. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I just guess like when you think, of, I mean, what are you going to trade him for? I, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I will say, look. Uh, as to whether or not, I th- I think that there's a case to be made that Nurk's more valuable because Nurk is an no, excellent it, defensive player. Yeah, yeah, and it's not you're not the only one who's J- also J- producing on offense. Yeah, player. like Jason Quick was talking about it. Yeah. he's like he might have my my son Jason Quick. Yeah. Well, anyway, he 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 was saying it the other day, and there's lots of Brandon Sprague was saying suggesting the other day, and obviously Dan Morang has also been suggesting it that he is better and more valuable. And has Dan said that? I don't want to slander Dan. If he no, I feel like Dan has said that that, sure, that, that 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 Nurk is better, and he. Over the past, is few, he better than Steph Curry? Over yes. the past few weeks, Nurk has been more valuable. I definitely, yeah, yeah, I definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. can say that in the recent context of the Blazers and their performances, Nurkic has been, other than Dame, the biggest reason why they've been winning games. Yeah, like for sure. that's why they beat Golden State. That's why they. Yeah, watching you know, like, like. <laughs> I mean, we might have seen the first game where somebody being good at posting up on a smaller center beat won somebody beat yeah won a game against Golden State. That was I want to talk about this because I I I mentioned this. I think that that was more encouraging than any other Blazers win because it even though as like in shambles as Golden State is because they're kind of 
just kind of slogging. They're, through I the mean, season. they're they're hazing through the midseason. Yeah, yeah they're, they're they're done. I mean, they've done. Before. Right, right. They're in autopilot. But the fact that the Blazers didn't have to size down against a team like that. Yeah, that is actually pretty interesting. Like, that is really, really interesting to me because we've never really seen another team, except for, like, Cleveland in 2016, we've never really seen a team, like, just go with their best group instead of trying to size trying match, to, trying to to size match keep, up. Like, Houston. Keep pace. Yeah, like, Houston last year... They had P.J. Tucker playing center. They couldn't keep Capella on the court. Yeah, but I, but I'll yeah, but they had like Capella and Nene. Like, but Capella is supposed to be like yeah. Capella can't post stuff. R- there you go. But, so. but Nurk apparently can. Yeah, so I, I will say that's new on a certain level. But like, it wasn't it wasn't there before. Yeah, but um, it really does kind of line up with his the things that you say about him. I think yeah, which is that he really is. He's, look, he's a he's a he's a big, strong boy, mm-hmm. and he's pretty skilled. Yeah, but he's but he's not elite. But he, you know, he's not Hakeem or anything. But no. like, but also, he is skilled enough that he can get post ups and score off of them. And like sometimes that sort of slight surplus of skill he has is frustrating. I mean, that was, I mean the most. I mean, I don't know a single Blazers fan on the universe who doesn't rue. When he gets a ball in the pick and roll and soft tosses it in instead of and and to his credit, he has eliminated that play from his. He has it totally eliminated, but it's he's mostly eliminated. He's thinning it out, but as far but like if he at least takes his time now. Yeah, like that's the thing. If you need, but if you need to, but like if I I feel like a sucker saying this, and I feel like somebody will point this out and. And uh, and mock me later on, but like, dude, if him posting up against Raymond is an option, that's a very good option you, because you get to grind the game to a halt. Yeah, you get to slow the pace down. Uh, you get to you get to make the Warriors worry about playing their best lineup, their best lineup, and which then, never happens. Yeah, and you get to. Um, uh, do a third thing. Who, who knows what the third thing was going to be? It's really incredible how also, like, in terms of his actual efficiency, Nurkic's game hasn't really, like, it's not really, like, elite, elite. But he's, ta- like, the jump that he's gone from being so bad to being just a little bit better than so bad offensively yeah. has just been a huge boost to the yeah. Blazers' offense. Tiny mar- margins and improvement. Too. I, you know, watching uh, that De'Aaron Fox kid last night. Yeah. Kid, what am I, 50? Yeah. Uh, uh, watching the young man, Darren Fox, last mm-hmm. night. I thought it was, I was sort of taken with, because he was, like, terrible last year, right? He couldn't really shoot yeah. last year. It's so interesting how little tiny, yeah, tiny things can sort of spread out and take you from problem player to useful player. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway. No, and, and another thing that I'm really interested in in terms of Nurk's recent play is that uh, – and now this isn't only content- – This I have to say, this is not solely contingent on Nurk's passing, although he is a willing passer, which – in terms of the second options on the Blazers, if you're comparing CJ and Nurkic, Nurkic is a zillion times more willing to give the ball up. At, than CJ. at the very least, for its for its position. Yeah, and, and I think I just think this. Although is the way, I think, although I think that's probably going to be the way a lot of centers go soon. Yeah, but Nurkic's assist percentage is actually around the same percentile that it was around the first outbreak of Nurk fever. Of Nurk fever. Because when he that was one of the big jumps that back when we were back when we had back when we all had nerd pox. Yeah, we had nerd pox. We were breaking out. Yeah, we were we were in bed. Our our, wi- our wives and our husbands were right. so concerned, <laughs> and they they vowed to get blood of the Bosnian beast I'm to just, heal us from our nerd pox. This is going to go on for three hours. Okay. This is Nurk. No. The the Nurk fever. Nurk fever. No, but statistically, I do want to talk about this. That his. Because when he came over from Denver, he obviously had a big jump in efficiency with scoring, but he had a very big jump, a not insignificant jump in assist percentage. He went from the 77th percentile in Denver in assist percentage to 89th. 
And last year, that went back down to 74 when the Blazers were the worst assist team in the league. A lot of ISOs. A lot of ISOs. And with Nurk getting the ball more, like, maybe that is part of the calculus is it's not even running the offense through him for him to score. It's running the offense through him to get other shots for other people. It's probably both. It's probably both. <clears throat> CJ, man. You're, just, you're out on CJ? I, was, I know you've been out. You've been trying to trade CJ for like a year now. Oh, I've been trying to trade CJ since he's been on the team. I will say, um, the play of Seth Curry... Does make it a little. All right, let's not. Uh, Dude, he he has been. You know, apparently he's the apparently he's the best uh, three point shooter in the league right now. Yeah, he's shooting like fifty percent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Definitely sustainable. He's shooting fifty one percent. Sustainable. It's over For half. Sure. It's half the For season, sure. bud. Sure, like, yeah. uh, we're gonna start counting sustainability. It's like we're almost halfway to the season. Like. Guys kind of are what they are. We're 38 games in. Some, like, some, and he missed uh, some time. This is some Derek Jeter nonsense right here, man. Seth Curry? Yeah. After I guess Derek Jeter never regressed. He just doesn't. He just was some, never really that great. Yeah, because he didn't produce enough power. Yeah. yeah. But. Look, I think that he should not be in the Hall of Fame and A-Rod should. Let's just say. Okay, that. we're just going to not going to. A-Rod, sure. <laughs> Obviously. He's the man, but <laughs> oh, but we don't get to take Jeter out of the well, Hall of Fame today. Well, I'm not taking. I'm not. I, I, don't, I don't care about the Baseball Hall of Fame. You care a little. I don't really you care a little. Sure, I think the steroids. <laughs> I think the steroids guys should get in. Yeah. that's my. That's yeah. my. That's my. Team. I think A Rod should get in twice. I think he should get in for being a great baseball player and also being uh, awesome at taking steroids. Fair enough. Yeah, but seriously, Seth Curry. Bond, Bond should get in three times: once for baseball, twice for. We need to being talk. Awesome. We need Seth to talk Curry. about Seth Curry and his last couple of games because he has been on an insane tear as of late. Basically, since like right before Christmas, like the last like five games or so, he's just been phenomenal. So we're gonna deep dive right now okay. into his numbers and. Okay. Blow those bad boys up. He's shooting 61% from three over the last five games. I, just, I can't. I can't 53% from the field overall, which was a really big trouble spot for him. All right. Um, and, you know, his, his usage has gone up lately. I'm not looking at his usage stat right now, but just anecdotally. What, what are we doing here? Oh, sorry. What are we doing here? I don't know. Why are we playing with the phone? I don't know. I didn't mean to. Okay. I was just a button. Why are we... <laughs> I'm it's, sorry. A, it's a button on a phone. Yeah, I know, but it said <laughs> volume. I just thought I'd... Uh, okay, I didn't think it was going to hurt anything. Okay, okay, all this is true. It's uh, five games. You're really going to hit me with this five games nonsense, On Gunderson? top of his 32-game sample. I didn't know I was doing a show with Dan Morang right now. Okay. Why am I slandering Dan so much I don't today? Know, but we're going to slander Dan some more after this <laughs> We are? And that is why Dan Morang is responsible... <laughs> For all of history's greatest atrocities. And, well, apparently he's also responsible for Nurk fever. Because he's been saying that Nurk needs to be the focal point of the yeah. offense. And yeah, Nurk has just been watching Blazers Outsiders and saying, so listen to Dan. Like, that is right. Like, he sends an email to Terry Stotts with, like, a, a clip from, like, a video on NBC Sports Northwest. Yeah. Uh, he actually, actually, he just says Shane is really funny, but but Terry watched it and it's like, oh, okay. I saw this is gonna break our hearts a little bit, at least you and me. Mm-hmm. I saw a news update from one Mark Stein of the New York Times, mm-hmm. paper of record, paper of record in this United States, that Carmelo Anthony he thinks Carmelo's done. He thinks he's done, done forever. No, <laughs> no more Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> This makes me sick. <laughs> Apparently, he said no to that. You know what I have seen? I've said I've seen that he said no to the Blazers, but recently, fairly recently. I don't remember who I saw that from. I did see that he has said no to the Blazers before. Um, Come on, man, it's nice here. Yeah. Well, apparently, I don't know what it is, man. He he, like, and this is how it goes when you don't. This is when you're not doing the Joe Johnson thing. Carmelo doesn't want to do the Joe Johnson thing. Where he, where he sort of scales where back his... Where he's like, scales back, he's like, scales back his usage a little bit, yeah. like, scales back his role on the team, helps out, and it's just like, he doesn't want to do... He doesn't really want to do that. It's fundamentally different people, though. 
I guess. Like, I guess that Joe Johnson was, like, kind of obscure before he got his big contract. Even when he got his big contract. Like, yeah, you know, that's true. But, like, yeah. Like, Joe Johnson has always been perfectly comfortable. Joe Johnson got a big contract on accident, almost. Yeah. Because you did, did just Joe Johnson, timing, really. Did Joe Johnson own some absurd thing covered in gold? He has – what he does have is he has, like – the most insane sneaker collection or something like that. Yeah, I think I knew that. And then I also know that he is kind of an NBA godfather of yoga. <laughs> really? Yeah, like... That's some out-of-control Joe Johnson stuff. Yeah, right like, um, I remember when Mason Plumley was with the Blazers and he talked about how Joe Johnson really got him into yoga because Joe Johnson's, like, really into yoga. Which is just Joe, like Joe's not in the league right now, right? Joe's I don't retired? think he, I don't think he is retired, retired, but maybe he is because he was on the Rockets last year. I'm pretty sure and never played because I'm pretty because he's done. But he had a couple. I mean, dude, those Utah series with Joe Johnson, yeah, that was that was incredible. Dope player, super dope player. I think it took a while for people to figure it out too because I think people were like, uh, also, I'm just a big. I'm a big fan of. Don't worry, guys. I got to sell. I'm, I'm a big fan of. Uh, that's. What I was just really hoping for Mello to have that one last, like, final act where it's like the winter of his career and his skills are clearly not what they used to be. But then he still gets the job done and helps the team win. Like nah. that's one of my favorite NBA yeah, jokes. Yeah. It is, like, but like, you know, but like, jo- like Joe Johnson became like one of my favorite players simply because of that. Joe, jo- well, Joe- Jameer Nelson, another late career guy. Joe that Johnson post big contract was so fun because he it was he was just like he was just throwing up slop and like. But everyone loved it because yeah. he was making the minimum. Yeah, so it's great, Come on. so good. But Carmelo might. I mean. People have been telling Carmelo he was Jesus Christ since he was, like, 13, you know? That's true. Like, yeah. I, it, it's probably hard to get out of that mindset, man. Yeah. That's why Jabari isn't going to – that's why Jabari is not going to turn out. Is yeah, because he was, he was the next – him and Wiggins are yeah. both, yeah, yeah, are yeah, both yeah. kind of – did you see Wiggins – I will say walk, walk out onto the court without a jersey on because no. he forgot to put his jersey on in the locker room. It was bad. Andrew, Andrew buddy, get it together. Yeah, and uh, Jabari Parker is like unhappy in Chicago and wants to get traded probably, but nobody will trade for him because yeah, he's, he's making $20 million. Uh The Wizards might because they might want to clear that contract, but do you think the Bulls are going to take John Wall? No, not Wall. Uh, uh, Porter? Yeah. I guess they could probably value for Porter, though, right? Dude, but... I think it's cap space's value, though. Well, the Steph Curry... The Seth Curry stuff. Okay, talk about it. Look. Uh, I think that three-point shooting is more inclined towards variance than basically any kind of basketball production we've had up until this point. And... I think that uh, if we put too much stock in the idea that Steph Curry is going to continue shooting 50% from three, uh, that we're going to be disappointed. And that uh, you have to think about three-point shooting when it's occurring at that volume Mm -hmm. as a batting average that's going to shift pretty dramatically moment to moment. That's what I think about Seth Curry. And look... Apparently, I want the Blazers to trade CJ. I'm not like happy. I'm about just saying, it. if you want them to trade CJ, but the, then the, I the, tra- the trade off of that is more Seth Curry. That I can shoot. That is true. Like that is and so what, like, that is what. But you know what? that is what we're. But that, that's I don't what want, But I don't want to be so intellectually dishonest uh-huh. to be like, well, the the Blazers have Seth Curry, so it's going to be fine. No, oh, totally. Yeah, especially when he's on a one year contract and will almost certainly leave. If he continues to play like this, because he will get a better deal oh, from somebody else. Uh, so wait, what's the second? Year? I thought he had a second year. Was no, it, he's no? one year at the minimum, or no, at the whatever the taxpayer mid-level exception. Oh, God! But like, um, uh, the question. Okay, the question is what? Okay, can I throw out a theoretical that's not? Yeah, that won't happen. Yeah. Go for it. We're, we're all about that. Um, let's say they traded CJ for Otto Porter straight up. Uh, you know, uh, 
the, the wizards are disassembling. They have weird management. God only knows. I, I wouldn't do that deal, but you wouldn't. But I, we're, I'm using it as yeah, a, yeah, I'm, I'm using it as an thought I'm using it as a thought experiment. experiment. From a from the perspective, if we get away from a pure value way of thinking about it, and we sort of slide it into, well, what roles will this guy fill? Like, it's not possible that Porter fills more roles that the Blazers need than CJ does. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I am with it. Yeah, I just think it also, to me, I'm happy. I want to say something else about the, about Otto Porter specifically. I would find watching him play night to night infuriating, and I would tear all of my hair out. This is the other thing. But I can't. But, I can't really give. Sorry. Yeah. You, yeah. Do you want to finish your point? Or? But what I'm saying is. A bigger wing who plays defense and can do a little bit of creation uh-huh. as opposed to a second guard who replicates a lot of what Lillard can do. Right. I, where I get tripped up on that is as great as Nurk was during the game last night on both ends, what happens when you double Dame? Like, who's going to dribble and create a shot yeah. once Dame gets yeah. doubled? Like, because big men, I'm sorry, they can't do don't that. do that. Yeah. They, they'll get the ball stolen. They can't put the ball on the floor. Like, unless you're Kevin Durant, which, you know, so, like, that's Lillard kind of, has played on a team without a mm, prominent mm, second creator before. Yeah, uh, Batum was kind of. Yeah, yeah but Batum. And even when, and, and Mo Williams, like, he's always had. Oh, yeah, some other Bo. guy to lift to lift Man, some of that you know creation what? Just, you know what I want to say something right now I want to apologize to Mo Williams do you hate him I didn't hate him but I was probably too hard on him you know yeah you were yeah and uh, he was on the court when uh, Dame hit the shot he was yeah Robin Lopez he, Mo, I just want to say that I've that I've come out the end of not having Mo Williams on your team you know yeah and Mo Williams I just want to apologize you were valuable and, yeah you were a contributor, Mo Williams. He was, and I say this with a lot of appreciation, uh-huh. probably the worst interview I've ever had. No. Like, he was, he would never, ever answer questions. Uh-huh. Ever. Like, it wouldn't matter what it would be about. And it was so absurd to the point that I actually, I actually used it as... <laughs> Like a fodder, as fodder, like how bad he is with the media. Yeah, for the my playoff. What kind of bad was he? Was it was he, just like, well, it's just. Uh, I mean, it's just. Was like, he? I'm not giving you copy. Yeah, back. Was yeah, he, yeah. Was he, he, no, he was. I'm not giving you copy back. He was was like, he? I don't like you, and I'm not giving you copy. Or was he? I would like to go home. No. I would like to go home, okay. and I'm wearing a very expensive suit. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad he had a very. Expensive no, suit. he would always have very expensive suits on. Good. And then he would. Give you like, like comparing him to Dame, which like any question you ask Dame, he gives you like two to three paragraphs of shit. But Mo Williams would give you like three words, and it would, and he, and then he, he would and, just say Dame, nice guy, and then he would just like, and then he would bounce like, and it was like there was like a lot of guys in the league like it, it was it, there was a there was a modicum of I don't really like y'all. I've been reading these. There, there was a modicum of that. I've been reading this Carrie Eggers book about the jailbreak yeah. recently, and uh, Rashid is like that. Yeah, um, I, I think for good reasons. No, but and listen, like, I'm not mad. Yeah, 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 Mo, yeah, yeah, Mo yeah. can do whatever the hell he wanted. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Like in terms of getting material, he was terrible. He was so bad that he was good. Oh, like it, it, he was so bad that it beca- he became to me it was like a caricature of someone trying to not give you good material, and so it, it became. Is it possible that I, he I, was I, doing that though? Is it possible that he just didn't like? He was just like I'm, I don't want to play. No, no, I I think that's what it was. But then I was able to turn it into a caricature because because okay. it was. Was it, was it like the silent warrior? Kind of. He, okay. it, he was funny. Like it was. It was. It became funny to me once I stopped. Counting on Mo Williams to give me good copy to give, you, to give you stuff to fill out a column. Yeah, like once I stopped counting on him, I really appreciated the comedic element of Mo Williams's media availabilities. And I don't know how we got here. Do you think that other writers got mad about it? Oh, I, I mean, uh, other writers did get mad about okay, it. Okay, we don't we don't need a single individual. No, no, no. Like 
It was very frustrating. Like, I've been re- like I've- if you were ever working on a story about Mo Williams, you would never go talk to Mo Williams about it. I was reading, uh, so, uh, yeah, I've been reading the Eggers book, and I was also reading Jeff uh, Perlstein's book about the Showtime Lakers. Yeah. And, um... Perlman. Perlman, sorry. Uh, there is a, uh... Characteristic amongst dudes who write books, where if they are not able to get interviews with people, uh, they um, maybe don't do such a good job maintaining objectivity about yeah. the person. Yeah, and I yeah I uh-huh. I think Perlman's book about yeah Perlman, but I think Perlman's book about the Showtime Lakers was just good. It's very it's an entertaining read, but I think he does Kareem dirty because Kareem yeah, didn't want to talk. Clearly didn't talk to him, and that's and that's kind of the, that's where I don't like that's kind of why I took the tact I did with Mo yeah. Williams because like I grew up reading crap like that where like people would be like I hate this guy and it'd be like well I don't really hate him that's definitely part of our Rashid got such a raw deal because yeah. he just hates report like that guy just loathes reporters yeah and. Uh, I, I, you know, I think, listen, I would be frustrated if, like, I had to depend on it, but luckily I was in a different position at that time, yeah, yeah. and I didn't have to. And also, Mo, it's not like Mo Williams is uh, that important. Yeah, it's Joe Johnson. He's not the face of the team. Yeah, like, exactly. He, 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 whereas Lillard is yeah, yeah, unbelievable like, copy, like, and everybody who will... Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's incredible. I yeah. even think, actually, I think Nurk is actually a great copy. Yeah, yeah, because Nurk, Nurk, Nurk get, likes to have, gets to have fun. Yeah, like, yeah. Nurk, Nurk will say some stuff, and it's kind of hard for people to understand, Yeah, because he has that accent, but then you, like, you... He's kind of... He's Embiid... Yeah, yeah. He S. just says, yeah. He says fun, weird. He stuff. just says, he just yeah. says stuff sometimes, and it kind of catches people when he says it in real life. It kind of catches people off guard because they don't understand. Anyway, but this was this was a weird side conversation. I'm not quite sure we had it. Let me just say about CJ. Yes, we're talking about another guard. And what if theoretically Lillard needs another guard? You what if theoretically you could trade CJ for prime Nicholas Batum? I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, like. But I don't know, man. Like, and is there a prime Nicholas Batum on the market? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. That's the problem. Like, I would, I wouldn't trade him for someone who's like nominally bigger, like Evan Fournier. You know, no, what I mean? that's like, a horrible. Idea. Like Fournier is like an inch bigger. No, because no, because the only theoretical thing you can get at is defense. And CJ, for all, for any way I might be able to rag him, is actually a pretty decent defender. He's better than yeah. He's way like. Like and there's just really it's there's no way to get the ideal fit to make the anything in our lives. No, oh, no, no. But it, wait, yeah. Well, that is true. But, <laughs> but yeah, but sorry, I thought we were going big. Uh, apparently, we weren't. My apologies. No. <laughs> did you just come? Did you already have therapy today? Yes, I, I just <laughs> came. I just came from therapy. Okay, actually, right. well, then we're both. Uh, but yeah, the problem with trading CJ that I like. Another trade that got and I made I made a joke about it last night on Twitter was Kevin Love, but I wouldn't trade CJ for Kevin. Especially given the way Nurk's playing, the investment in Zach Collins, the amount of money they have still invested in Myers. Um, Aminu is an excellent. Yeah, a lot of those minutes. Yeah, like they. they it would be nice to bring an Oregon hero home. It would be, but like that was a joke. Everyone given, hates him. Given 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 what. Given what the Blazers need and given how good Nurkic has been and the hopes that they have for Zach Collins, I just don't can see we, it. Can we – so just let's reel back for a That's second. not happening. Because that's – They're not trading CJs. But you said something interesting in that sentence, which is given what the Blazers need. What do the Blazers need? It would be nice if they had some wing consistency. So what, what does wing consistency mean? Well, it's just kind of like you're playing – you're playing the hot hand every night, which is like they're playing the hot hand with Harkless or yeah. Aminu or Turner or last night it was Curry. Instead I, think of it's Turner, a, I think it's a little bit of an unfair thing to say about Aminu, but – Okay. Because well, Aminu okay, does okay. provide one source of – Okay. Consistency. All right. All right. All right. So Harkless, Turner, Curry. Yeah. That threesome 
of guys that play around Damon CJ. Troika. Troika. That devil's triangle, if you will. If you will. Um, that... It, it is really it would, like, it, it would obviously be... I think a lot of teams are basically in this position, though. It's like, it would be great if there was one guy that you could count on to play that position every night. Can but, I say, can I, can I but the, addendum the, the, that okay. again? Uh-huh. Especially considering the coach the Blazers have. Yes, because he likes consistency. Because he loves consistency. So he knows what he can expect from you every night, which is like, and last night, much credit to Harkless. Like, Harkless made some huge plays last night. On yeah, he was good last night. But but that's what happened. It's, that's it, his entire career. There's nights where he's good and there's and nights, nights where he's, he's bad. Where he's, just does, he's just not Where he seems like he shouldn't even be in the NBA. Yeah, like, or just, like, he's not there. Like, and that, then, that's, and that's then, the most frustrating Harkless I can see is when he's not active, he's not rebounding, Turner, he's, and then, not, he's, and then not, like, he's not, like, doing the things that he needs to do on the court, and he's, like... You know that that's where I get the most frustrated with Harkless. And to his credit, last night against Sacramento, and then the other night when he forced that turnover on Steph, like that's great. And I think the fact that even though he had to sit out against the Sixers with his sore knee, I think the fact that they're sitting him from time to time, and he came back and played again, makes me feel like his health is kind of on the up and up. Yeah, it seems like it. So, but uh, but but him and Turner. And probably Curry. They're – Turner's – I mean, even when Turner's good, like, there's a question as to whether or not what he's doing is useful. Um, they're just all chaos engines. And it's, and it's a weird thing to jam into a team where the coach is so set – It is so – is devoted to the idea of order. Like if that, like if Terry was, let's say Popovich, mm-hmm. who is good at a lot. I mean, I think he's the best NBA coach I've ever lived. But yeah, but um, but who is sort of incredible at feeling out what they're gonna do tonight mm-hmm. and just sort of. I think Stotts is a good coach with that, though. I think Stotts is good at feeling out dur- 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 during a game. Like, I feel like he... I don't know. I don't know sometimes, he, sometimes he gets impatient, but I really do think that it... I think his... Like, last night, he, Turner only played 14 minutes. Because Curry was Because yeah. Curry's on fire. He plays Curry 22 minutes. And did a lot of... Like, a lot of the units that we see with, like... Turner and Dame or Turner and CJ. He was running out Curry and Dame, Curry and CJ last night. And like I I think his kind of Man, but he spent years not doing that though. I just and think it's he didn't trust and I think he I think he probably realized that though, because he talked about um which game was it? At the um at the Utah game that I was at. Someone asked him about the bench because it was after, you know, they, they'd beaten Toronto and they'd beaten uh, the Clippers and they had a couple nice wins. Mm-hmm. And someone asked him about... Their bench was terrible last night, it should mm-hmm. be said. Except for Curry. Yeah. Um, and he basically said, like, I was really impressed by Toronto's bench last season because Toronto, they were able to succeed with a bunch of these young, mostly unproven guys that they had, you know, they were draft picks, but they hadn't, he gave, like, basically Dwayne Casey gave those guys a chance to play without DeRozan, without Lowry, and that was kind of, he wanted to build the bench up. So I think this is a, another example of coaches learning and evolving and changing a little bit that I don't think they ever really get credit for. All right. I'm going to half accept your thesis. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate Congratulations. it. Congratulations. I have gotten Corbin to accept the thesis, and we're going to take one more break before coming back for more Lockdown Blazers. And so Dan Morang has kidnapped my entire family. <laughs> He's a monster. Dan Rang's favorite podcast, Lockdown Blazers, is back <laughs> here with our final segment for today's episode. And we're going to look ahead to Friday night's game, the Blazers hosting 
The Oklahoma City Thunder, who are good. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. Especially for a pan-Northwesterner like yourself. Like myself, yeah. But also, like... I'll look. I'm just look. I'm, you know what? I'll own up to it. I'm tired. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of sitting on the. I'm trying to tired of acting like I'm not some. I'm something I'm not. Westbrook. Don't care for it. You're not into it. Don't like it. What about now that he's less Westbrooky? Because like there's. A lot I know what's in. I know what lurks in his in his vile heart. <laughs> Are you excited for when they make the playoffs and he just doesn't pass it to anybody? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. No, I love watching that guy lose. I wish I look. I, you know what? I feel like a, a cop. I really do. But uh, but I feel like I like James Harden, and so that gives me a pass for that one. Right? Who is tearing it up right now? He is. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. Look out! You know, watch your sister. James James is coming to town. Five 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 game win streak for James Harden. Yeah. Um, Portland five game win streak. Twenty seven year being cool streak. Yeah, yeah. He's he has always been cool. Yeah. Um, but the Thunder. Are Did you say? Uh, you know what? What I haven't had a chance to really talk about this on any podcast okay, yet. So we have to talk about. It. Yes. You you saw the game where he took eight shots and scored forty some odd points, right? Oh, Harden. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. He made eight shots. Yeah. I think he. No, it wasn't an attempt. I'm pretty sure it was made. Okay. I, he made eight field goals and he scored forty points. Harden, uh, which you know, if we really want to get into a free throw thing, we could talk about Nurk's game last night where he had 24 points on five made field goals. Hell yeah, 14 yeah. of 16 from the line. It's King Nurk, baby. Yeah, Portland actually destroyed Sacramento at the line yesterday. 30 attempts to 12. Uh, but um, yeah, that sounds correct. I'm excited for this Oklahoma City game because can I can I you know I want to say one more thing about Nurks. I want to make it clear yeah. that I am all for Nurk having five on five for five games. I think it rules. Yeah, first first person in NBA history to do so. I'm sure you already knew that. I didn't know that. Uh, uh, I'm also talking to the listener. Oh, I'm sorry. There are people listening to this. Yeah, <laughs> and there are people listening to all of these. <laughs> it isn't just us. Oh no. Okay, I've said some things I might need to take back. Um, uh, no, but um. Uh, but I just want to say, uh, with the blocks at least, uh, Nurk was playing the ultimate matchup to... to Lily Stein. Yeah, to bum slay on blocks. Yeah, hey, but good... But, you know, you got you to gotta take him where you get him. Don't get me wrong, but... Right? But, like, there were times when Stein would get the ball, and I would just be like, mm, nope, <laughs> you're about to get blocked, buddy. Oh, my God. Look, don't get me wrong, good player, good defender, uh, but, boy, oh, boy, his offensive game is... Something else. What were we talking about? We're talking about the OKC game. Oh yeah, OKC. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, Westbrook. I resent it when he wins. Paul George. Lots of momentum to make him an MVP candidate. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But uh, I mean, I respect what Paul George does. Also, Portland has a pretty solid stretch of home games here coming up that they uh, need to take care of. I think. But the the first two are against. Some pretty decent teams. What are they? The Thunder and the Oklahoma City, and I believe I want to say it's God, who is it? I should know this. I host a Blazers podcast. You do. You really do. Um, I don't I know. know who the other, I don't. I don't know who the other team is right now off top, but I do know that Oklahoma City's coming to town. Um, let's see. We're confirming right now. Oh, Houston. Just so happens, Mr. Yeah. Cool himself, James Harden, oh. coming to town. Yeah, we're doomed. Yeah, so um, tonight, or not tonight. I hope that Harden tonight, fouls. Well, tonight, Oklahoma City plays the Lakers without LeBron. They'll probably win that game. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Unless the, unless the, unless, I don't know, the spirit of LeBron not being there propels everybody to greatness. Well, I mean, maybe they, Le- they did beat the Kings the other night, and the Kings aren't exactly bad. Yeah, the Kings are a good team. So... Kings um, probably should have won last night, if we're all being honest. Yeah, I mean, they, they, well, they, Portland was owning that game for most of it, and then the bench for the Kings came in and ripped the lead away, and yeah. Curry was like the only guy doing anything for the Blazers to keep bench, man. They're just extremely, it, it, you know what's frustrating about it, too? Is that, oh, dude, we have some bad news, bro. What? Larry Weinberg, who co owned and co founded the Blazers. Oh. Has passed away at the age of 92. Oh. So, um. Rest in peace, Larry Weinberg. Yeah. I don't think I know anything about Larry Weinberg. 
But he, I mean, he's one of the reasons why we have the Blazers, and indirectly is one of the reasons why we have this podcast. So, um, R.I.P. to Larry Weinberg. And you know what? And R.I.P. to uh, to uh, Bob Weinstein. Oh god, the guy who yeah. played Marty Funkhauser. Oh her. my god, dude, that bummed me the hell out today. I can't. I couldn't believe Marty Funkhauser was that old. I couldn't believe it either. I thought he was a lot younger. He looked good. Yeah, he looked he good. Looked, he, looked he looked good. good. He looked good for seventy-eight. Yeah. Um, he looked good when he was running down the street and giving Larry $20 out of his sweaty shoe. Did you ever listen to his appearance on Levitard where he described no, Bob Grunkowski? No, I haven't yet. It is the single greatest clip in radio history, him talking about what it is like for the Patriots to like interact with Rob Grunkowski. <laughs> and it's it, like, I can't do it justice talking, so. yeah, talking yeah. about it. So, check it out. Uh, yeah, go find, I put it on my Twitter today. Uh, go find uh, Marty Fuckhauser talking about Rob Gronkowski. Um, but anyway, Oklahoma City coming down, they are very, very good. Defense is what they do, they are one of the best defenses in the league. And Steven Adams is the anchor there, but then obviously Paul George. Very good defender. Very, very good defender there. And doing so... You know, you know who I think the Blazers need to trade CJ for? That Paul George. <laughs> well, they had their chance to do that. Terrible. And they, they tried to do that. They gave they offered Indiana all of their picks, which were in the late... Wait, did win. they really do that? Yeah, they offered them all of their picks that were in the 20s. Wait, what did the Thunder give? Victor Oladipo wow. and Sabonis. That is actually probably actually ended up being a very much yeah. better trade That's than whatever Portland was going to give. So I mean, as, I mean, as everybody knows, I I believe that Larry Miller. Okay, what's uh, the game's name? Uh, yeah, the uh, yeah picks are nonsense. They're worth nothing. Yeah, no, exactly. So Zion's going to be a bust. Neil, Neil tried. Okay, we're going <laughs> to not say that. Okay. But uh, Neil, Neil tried to do that and tried to trade for PG. They didn't get it done. PG's doing pretty good, um, but obviously they also have Steven Adams. They also have some nice, intriguing bench players, and they've done this without Andre Robertson, uh, who was, like, thought to be, you know, he was, like, the linchpin to their defense, yeah. and they kind of weren't the same after that, and they've gotten some good. Also, the mellow trade, the mellow trade working out for them pretty good, mm-hmm. not just in the getting rid of mellow part, but uh, the trading for Dennis Schroeder part. Schroeder is a monster. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. I saw Schroeder in a, the hoop somebody was in. Yeah. I, 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 that put, that, that made me unreasonably high on Schroeder for the rest of my it, life. Well, he dominated that. Yeah, he was like, really good. Like, he, had, he had, like, and I was actually at one of, I was at some of those practices that year. Uh-huh. And, like, I was there the first day and everyone was like, oh, my God, who is this guy? Like, this is, and then, like, I see tweets come out, like. Whispers around Nike Hoop Summit say that Dennis Schroeder from Germany. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You know, and it's like I was watching him. It was kind of like people compared him a lot to Rondo. Yeah, that's not fair. I mean, he can't shoot, but he's also he's not a genius like Rondo. Yeah, he's not. Um, he's a very good player. Genius is a weird word to use for Rondo because it cuts both ways. Yeah. Okay. I guess he's he's a basketball savant. Yeah. Like he's just sees things in a different way, but. Um, not always a good way. Yeah, not always a good way. No, that should be said. No, but but he definitely is like a professional point guard type. Yeah, guy. and then they have our old. Oh God, I hope he plays on Friday. Huh. Raymond Felton. Oh, Ray's on the team. Yeah. Which. Let's get that get that fat boy we, out here. Oh my God, we need. Let's we, get our we, let's get our let's get our five minutes of hate in. Someone baby. send a memo to Billy Donovan and say like, Hey, bud, like. We need this. Ray's got to play. Is Ray is Ray on his way out? Is Ray going to be out? I think I think he's going to be out late soon. He's only played 15 games. He's averaging 11 minutes per 34. 34. So, um, <laughs> honestly, impressive. He lasted that long considering the. I, well, I just think honestly, like this is so Portland. Like, I think in the league, Raymond Felton is like regarded as like a yeah. nice, like a good <laughs> exactly. veteran. Exactly. Like a good veteran. Every other person and, is and, like, oh, Raymond Felton, he went to UNC, right? Yeah, and it's like, he went to UNC, and like, but like, and people. And Blazers are like, Raymond Felton! It's just the most, it's the most Blazers thing ever. The amount of hate that we still have. Larry's, Larry's got, you know, I remember Larry, my, my brain is work right now. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, uh, Donovan's got to throw him out there. Just, he has uh, to. This is his home, you know? I, 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 there is, ne- I don't, 
it's one of the weirdest things that I've ever experienced, but I don't never I don't think there's ever anything that I've ever seen quite like Raymond Felton's first game back in Portland after he left. Man. When he was with the Knicks in and the the cover of Blazer's Edge that day. On the cover page of Blazer's Edge was just five different pieces of Raymond Felton eating a cupcake. <laughs> it was just it was it was one of the most Ridiculous oh, thing oh, ever. that was so good. You know what? In the same way that I had to apologize to Mo Williams earlier, yeah. I want to apologize to Raymond Felton yeah. because I've gotten so much out of him. Yeah, it's, he's really <laughs> giving giving us he's given us a lot of content. You really have, and you know what? And that that crappy Blazers team. You know they wouldn't have drafted Lillard. Yeah, for, you know. Yeah, if if we don't have Ray Felton. We don't have Damian Lillard. Exactly. And so I we don't have Ray Felton slumping into the season. Uh, look, uh, look. Okay. So apparently in the 99 lockout, everybody was out of shape. Uh-huh. Uh, afterwards. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what I hear. And it was just like a terrible season. Every, everybody in the current NBA was like, oh, we, you know, we better, you know, we better stay in shape out of that lockout. Mm-hmm. Except Felton. Yeah. Felton was the only guy who came back out of shape. He was, yeah. Because, like, there were a lot of injuries that season, but it was I don't think it was because guys were out of shape. And, like... It was because they were playing, like, 50 games a week. They, yeah, they had, like... well, they, There were days... That was the year when they did the back-to-back-to-backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would play three in a row. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, that was insanity. Um, I think they were fatigued, but Felton. That was somebody asked for. I, I might need to. I might need to take a sec to revisit that season sometime soon. That would actually be really funny. Yeah, the lockout season. Uh, and it doesn't. Was it? It was a fun doesn't look like we're gonna have one for a while. It was a fun playoffs, right? That was when. Uh, was that? I think it was when LeBron won his first title. If I remember. It was when LeBron won his first title. Yeah, it was after the Mavs. Yeah, won. it was the year after the Mavs won, and it was. Heat Thunder in the finals. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, that was that was a really that was a fun playoff. That was also the Linsanity year. Oh, it was. Yeah. And oh. so yeah, that was pre 9-11. Linsanity is one of those post 9-11 moments that made you feel like it was pre-9-11. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the, uh, the most pre It was a very Obama administration yeah. moment. The most pre-9-11 thing that ever happened was uh, Woodstock 99. With DMX. Yeah, well, yeah. when there were all the fires and stuff. Yeah, anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll do a Woodstock 99 we'll, watch. Yeah, we'll, talk like, about a, we'll talk about we'll, Woodstock 99 soon. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Billy, please, let's get Ray out there. Let's get Ray. We need to reconnect. Yeah, we need to reconnect. Well, at least one more time. And yeah. you know what? Honestly, I bet there's probably a part of him. Like, Ray Feldman, he had the greatest quote of all time that year when he basically told all the Blazer fans in the world to meet him at his apartment <laughs> to fight. <laughs> he said, I stay at the Indigo. I keep it 100. He said that. And, like, shout out to Ben Golliver. Shout out to Ben Golliver for getting that. Who went to his house quote. and fought him. No. <laughs> That's true. But People ser- don't know that. But seriously, there are a lot of great Blazers quotes, but I stay at the Indigo, I keep it 100 is one of the – might be the greatest. It's honestly, in my opinion, I think better than any Jail Blazers era quote that there is. Well, uh, Rashid sitting in front of everybody and saying both teams played hard five times and then leaving. Come on. It is good, but it's – okay – it, it is it is funny it, I, it's funnier because this Raymond Felton thing is also reflective of Blazers fans getting out of control uh-huh. and so it's a little bit darker the Raymond Felton please come please, fight me please come fight me but like I I, I, I felt that and it was uh, so it would be funny if Felton somebody did and Felton just like got winded yeah <laughs> excuse me I need a I need a strength cupcake yeah but hey. Thanks, Ray Felton, because if you didn't have if you didn't happen here, we there would be no. Also, it was it was Miller, a, there would be no point nine. It was be, a, it was a hatred that was so pure and beautiful, you know. Yeah, I don't think there will ever be a hatred like that again. Exactly. 
It was like a, it was like a real, it was a true hatred, you know. And, and for the life of me, it wasn't malicious. It was literally just you're fat. For the life of me, and you're I, playing like garbage. You know, the other guy that gets booed when he comes into town is still, which is like a little, especially because he's a northwesterner. Uh huh. The booing of Jamal Crawford really is. Why did they boo Jamal Crawford? Because uh, Chris Broussard did that story at that time that like. Jamal and Raymond Felton were like orchestrating the mutiny. Oh, yeah. yeah, so Jamal doesn't deserve that, guys. Yeah, whatever. I mean, he's been, Jamal was playing wildly out of role. It wasn't. It wasn't fair what the Blazers did to him. Yeah, and he and he was and the whole story about him coming to the Blazers was ridiculous. I don't know if you remember it. Though. This is this is we're just going lockout Blazers right now. Yeah. Uh, he like he the story that he told was that he he had a dream. That he was in a Blazers uniform. <laughs> well, it was, obviously it was not a dream because it was very much a nightmare. Um, uh, but hey, that season got the Blazers. Yeah, stop blowing Jamal, guys. Yeah, save for Ray. Let, say like maybe like a thank you, Ray. <laughs> yeah, at, at the game tomorrow with a cupcake on it. Yeah, exactly. Just give him. A- <laughs> <laughs> I might have to buy tickets to the game. Nah, I'm not gonna do no, that. No, I'm not. That, I'm gonna spend money on it like that. Yeah, yeah come on. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the Blazers social team can do it for us. I give tickets for free sometimes. Yeah, if the Blazers, you know, not that I don't think that the Blazers social team would get away with that. But yeah, um, if any if any dirtbag fan out there wants to make a thank you Ray sign with a cupcake, cupcake on, it, on it, I'll retweet it. Yeah, I'll definitely retweet it. It's my contribution. Um, yeah, but uh, the game to or Friday should be good. Lots of couple days off for the Blazers today, and then they'll probably practice tomorrow. But um, yeah, we're gonna have some more podcasts, more stuff, uh, more announcements to come soon on this podcast. So uh, Eric is pregnant with a new poncho. Yes, yes, new poncho time. Um, Anyway, Corbs, anything else you would like to address before we uh, wrap this one? Unbelievable sweater Eric was wearing today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I got it. I, I, I got it over the holidays. Northwest style icon, Eric Anderson. Thank you. That's all I want to address. Also, listen, take your break, I guess. Yeah. Read, read Corbin. Yeah, read me. Um, <laughs> and in the street when you yeah, see me. Yeah, read, read, read LeBron Wire. If you see me standing at a bus stop, please don't tweet at me and say... Things like, hey, hey, fat boy, I saw you waiting for the bus. bus Like Casey Holdall does. It's mean. He didn't call me fat boy. Classic. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for this edition. Subscribe, leave a review, and we'll be back with you later on in the week.